Alright, what up? Welcome back. How we doing? Episode 53 of the Wide Right Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Honey of Elite Sports New York and the Elite Sports Radio Network. Coming to you live on a Friday, day after Thanksgiving. Uh, thank you so much to all my listeners, whether you've tuned in once, twice, or every single week. I know that I know I say this a lot, but since yesterday was Thanksgiving, I feel obligated to say it once more. Always thankful for all of my listeners and my supporters. Uh, coming to you with the typical weekly preview of the upcoming Giants game, this time around the Week 12 matchup between the Giants and the Bengals. Uh, Giants are coming off their bye week, coming off a big win in Week 10 over the Eagles. Uh, This game's huge. It's no easier way to say it. This game is big. The Giants are in a playoff race. The Giants are in contention to, to win the NFC East. So every game is huge. Every game is bigger than the previous week's game. Doesn't matter who it's against. So, uh, gonna get to that preview in a bit. Have one little bit, one little tidbit of news I want to touch on before we do so, and that is regarding Graham Gano, Giants starting place kicker. Now, as we know, Graham Gano tested positive for COVID-19 early last week. Believe Monday night he tested positive. The team announced Tuesday morning that a player had tested positive. Reports thereafter stated that it was indeed Gano. Uh, so we quarantined. Fortunately, the Giants were on a bye week. He quarantined and on Friday, today, he was back at practice. So according to Jordan Ron on a VSPN, he was back with the team and on the practice field on Friday. And quote, if all goes well, he will kick on Sunday, unquote. And uh, Coach Joe Judge spoke on Friday. He said he's very optimistic that Gano will participate in the game on Sunday and kick for the Giants against Cincinnati. So that's huge. That's huge. Gano has been nearly perfect this year. 21 of 22 on field goal attempts, 16 of 16 on extra point attempts. He has been a huge difference. He's made a huge difference when it comes to special teams. So if the Giants do get him back, it looks like they will get him back for Sunday. Uh, if they do, that's fantastic. And if he and if he somehow doesn't play, the Giants do possess a reinforcement option. They signed Ryan Santoso off of the practice squad. So they do have a kicker they can go to if Gano somehow doesn't play, but it looks like Gano is going to play, which is great. Um, it was great that the bye week landed when it did, so Gano didn't have to miss a game, uh, potentially not miss a game. So uh, that's great news for the Giants and their, you know, for their upcoming game against the Bengals. And speaking of which, as I said before, we'll get right into it. Giants coming into this game 3-7, and seven. Bengals coming in 2-7-1. And uh, can't believe I'm saying this in late November, with December right around the corner, Giants could be in first place with a win. And they could stay in first place if the Eagles were then to lose to the Seahawks on Monday night. Thanks to the Washington football team for their blowout win over the Cowboys on Thanksgiving. Washington is now in first place if the Giants win on Sunday. Giants will have will be tied, same record with Washington, but they own the tiebreaker over Washington considering they beat them twice. Uh, so yeah, Giants could be in first place with a win on Sunday, which is, I, I, I still can't believe I'm saying that after 
an 0-5 start after, you know, just the horrific first month, month and a half this season was for the Giants. I, you know, they started off 1-7. and Can't believe I'm saying this late November that they're going to be in first place. Uh, once again, thank you so much to Washington for that big win on Thanksgiving. Cowboys were horrendous. I don't know what was going on in that fake punt on 4th and 10 that they tried to pull. But, yeah, so this is the biggest game of the year for the Giants thus far. As I said before, when you're in a playoff race, every game is the so-called biggest game of the year. Every game is bigger than the previous week's game. We all thought the Giants-Eagles game in Week 10 was big. This is bigger. Okay, That's how it works when you're in a playoff race, especially in a tight playoff race when you take into account how you know how every NFC East team basically has the same record at this point or close within each other uh so yeah this is a this is a big game for the Giants but it's also a very winnable game for the Giants too okay very winnable Bengals are struggling like they've done the past couple of years and they no longer have their starting quarterback in 2020 number one overall draft pick Joe Burrow Burrow tore his ACL and MCL in his left knee and their loss last week to Washington. So he's done for at least the rest of the year. And right now, who knows what happens for next year? Heard it's about a 9 to 12 month recovery period. So who knows? Uh, who knows what, what next year is going to look like for Burrow. But he's at least done for the rest of this year. And so it looks like the Giants will have to prepare for both Ryan Finley, who came in for Burrow in last week's loss, as well as as well as well Brandon Allen. Okay, I'm hearing Brandon Allen may get the start and then... Um, it was said that Cincinnati doesn't know yet, so Zach Taylor hasn't made head coach Zach Taylor hasn't made a decision yet on who will start. I believe at this point, so Giants could get either Ryan Finley or Brandon Allen or both. You know, who knows? Who if one comes in, they struggle, and the other guy comes in later on. Who knows? But uh, Finley didn't impress whatsoever when he came into the Washington game in relief of Burrow. He threw for 30 yards and an interception on three for 10 passing. So obviously not impressive. Ryan Finley doesn't look like he's very much a legitimate starting quarterback. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, either way, Giants are going to get a young, inexperienced quarterback. If it's Brandon Allen, which I'm thinking it's going to be, so I'll talk about him for the most part, Brandon Allen has only played three games in his career. You know what that means? Pressure him. Pressure him. Overwhelm him. He's not experienced in this scenario, in this type of role. Pressure him. He's a young, inexperienced quarterback who doesn't carry a whole lot of talent. The Giants' front seven should be salivating at this opportunity. Get pressure on him every which way you can. Send five guys at him. Six guys. I don't care. Just send guys. Just pressure him. That's it. Get Blake Martinez involved in the pass rush. Same with Tay Crowder if he suits up and is ready to go. Same with O'Shane Zimenez if he suits up and is ready to go. Uh, both Crowder and Zimenez have been designated to return to practice and can be officially activated off of IR for this game. Get a number of guys involved. Just That's it. Just get a number of guys involved in the pass rush. It doesn't matter who you send. It just matters the number of guys you send. Utilize a rotation at edge rusher with Zimenez if he's healthy, Kyler Frackle, Trent Harris, and even Cam Brown. Confuse this offensive line. Keep that off that Bengals offensive line on its toes. That's what will lead to them making mistakes when it comes to this protection. Okay? Confuse them. Throw different things at them. Throw different guys at them. This offensive line will become confused, crack, and crumble. And that's what will lead to success for the Giants on the defensive side of the ball. And this offensive line isn't great for Cincinnati. Tied for 31st in the league 
with 36 sacks. So take advantage of this opportunity if you're the Giants and take the pressure off of this secondary because the secondary is going to have a great matchup. Okay, I'm not saying great matchup against the quarterback, but this Bengals receiving corps is phenomenal. Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, A.J. Green. Uh, obviously, James Bradbury is up for the challenge in the secondary as he's been all year. So is Logan Ryan. You know, Julian Love, Darnay Holmes, Isaac Yadam. They'll be prepared. I would say the same with Jabril Peppers, although I prefer he plays up more near, plays more near the line of scrimmage and helps out with the pass rush. I don't love Jabril Peppers in uh, coverage. But these defensive backs will be up for the challenge. But regardless, take the pressure off of this defensive backfield and win this game up near the line of scrimmage by taking advantage of this weak offensive line, stopping the run, and pressuring Brandon Allen or Ryan Finley into making mistakes. That's what, That's how the Giants' defense will succeed this coming Sunday. Pressure the quarterback, force him to make mistakes, take the pressure off the secondary, which has a great matchup. That's it. And utilize the pass rush consistently. Don't just utilize. Don't just you know utilize the pass rush on third down and long or any general third. No. Consistently send guys in pressure. Okay. Tire this. Overwhelm this offensive line. Tire them out. That's what will lead to them making mistakes, and that's what will lead to success for the Giants on defense. As far as the Giants' offense is concerned, Giants are going up against a Bengals def- um, a Bengals run defense that's putrid. Okay, Bengals are 29th in the NFL with 136.2 rushing yards allowed per game. So what does that mean? Run the ball effectively, run the ball efficiently, and throw a number of different things at them within the run game. Utilize both Wayne Gallman and Alfred Morris efficiently. Run those end-around sweeps, whether it's with Evan Engram or Sterling Shepard. Whatever you can do to take advantage of this run defense, do it. Okay, because that will open up the play action, and that will open up the opportunities for Daniel Jones to throw the ball. You don't want Daniel Jones to do too much. He's also a young quarterback. He also makes mistakes and turns the ball over, as we've seen many times. Okay, he hasn't turned the ball over the last two weeks, the last two games, rather, but he is prone to turning the ball over. Everybody who watches football and watches the NFL knows that. Okay, Take the pressure off of Daniel Jones, run the ball effectively, run it efficiently, and uh, open up the play action, and just take the pressure off of Daniel Jones. You don't want him to do too much. And that, be, that comes in spite of the fact that this Bengals secondary is weak as well. 23rd in the league with 254.7 passing yards allowed per game. Uh, despite that, still take the pressure off of Jones. That will lead to a Giants, a big Giants victory. Uh, and yeah, I mean, it's, it's a winnable game. I don't want the Giants to get caught up in that. I don't want the Giants to get caught up in the fact that they're favored for just a second time this year. I believe they're six and a half point favorites right now on drafting Sportsbook. Uh, but... It's a winnable game, as long as they follow the game plan. Pressure the quarterback, make this, make whoever plays quarterback, um, force them to make mistakes, uh, and then as far as the offense is concerned, run the ball, tire this defense out, take advantage of the weak Bengals run defense, and throw the ball when you need to, only when you need to. Take the pressure off of Jones. That's the key. Got to take the pressure off of the Giants' young quarterback. Okay, He makes mistakes, too. Don't give him the don't give him too many opportunities to make mistakes. Okay, you have two decent running backs. You have two running backs who've proved they can play in this league. You have an offensive line that's improving. You have a run game that's been decent even without Saquon Barkley basically the whole year. Utilize it. Okay, especially against this run defense. Utilize it. Take advantage of this opportunity. If you're the Giants. 
Uh, am I going to endorse a Giants victory? I think that's obvious that I'm not going to, considering my ver- my reverse psychology system has worked the last couple of weeks. Bengals 21, Giants 17. That's what I'm. That, that's that's the final score I'm going to go with. I think I predicted that score for either of the last two Giants wins over uh, the Eagles and then Washington the week before in week uh, in week nine. So maybe using that using that. Uh, hypothetical score is a superstition of mine, but I mean, it, it's as long as it works, it's fine. <laughs> I mean, it, it worked the last two games. It didn't work a bunch of times earlier in the year, obviously, but it worked the last two times. So hopefully, third time, uh, three is the magic number. So uh, let's try it again. But yeah, so endorsing a Bengals win rather, as you thought I probably would do. But yeah, I. Big game, as I've said multiple times in this 12, almost 13-minute recording of this podcast. It's a huge game, okay? Giants got to come in fired up on the road. And don't don't think, if you're the Giants, don't think about this, uh, how you, if you win, you're in first place. Don't think about that. Just focus on going 1-0 this week and 1-0 on Sunday, okay? That's it. Just focus on going 1-0. And you'll go one to know if you follow through with the correct game plan. Take advantage of the young quarterback, whoever it is. Run the ball, take the pressure off Jones. Uh, it's not as simple as it sounds, but it's not. It's definitely not the toughest game plan the Giants have had to utilize all year. I mean, they've played teams like the Rams, and you know they faced Dak Prescott when he was healthy. They faced you know the Buccaneers and the Bears when they were still decent in the beginning of the year. Uh, you know. Philly's not great, but they're always tough to play against when you're the Giants, especially on the road at the, at Lincoln Financial Field in uh, in prime time, as they did Thursday night in Week Seven. So they face better teams. This is not the best team the Giants have faced all year whatsoever. I think that's obvious. This, so this is not the hardest game plan to in- implement all year whatsoever. I think that's also obvious. But Giants can't go in with that attitude. They gotta go. They gotta treat it like it's gotta treat the Bengals like it's any other team. And just go 1-0 on Sunday, and if that happens, first place for the first time, and I can't even remember when. Can't even remember the last time the Giants were in first place at all. Maybe 2016 when they started off 2-0. I don't even I don't even know if, the, if that was the case. Like, that could have been. Um, but with that, thank you so much for tuning in to episode 53 of the Wide Right Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Ryan Honey of Elite Sports New York and the Elite Sports Radio Network. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Ryan Honey E S N Y. That's at Ryan Honey E S N Y. Listen to and subscribe to the Wide Right Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. And all right, I'm out of here.